Welcome to the Intersecting Us podcast, where math and life intersect. In today's episode, Brian and Dave explore the patterns of creation, from music to the universe. Brian and Dave begin their discussion with math, music, and movies, unraveling the threads of universal language. Hello, today on the podcast, we're going to continue in with, uh, I guess the big concept is kind of looking at eternity and infinity, but we're kind of drilling down a little bit more. If you uh, listen to uh, our last podcast, which you're welcome to go back and listen to uh, before this one, if you want to, we looked at different ways of really, it came down to music eventually and, and how that works and how the math behind that works. But one of the key parts of that was looking into how math relates to the creation of things to make the beautiful music. So I know, Dave, could you maybe just give us a quick summary of that and how the creating something and the math that went with it made something that brings, I guess, as we'll say, beautiful music. Yeah, well, thanks, Brian. You know, we're all about intersecting us. And this topic uh, that we're talking about here, pentatonic chimes and beautiful music, makes it extremely easy to intersect us because one of the things I get super excited about in math is that it's timeless. And so who is us in math? Well, I could speak to someone who is from a completely different country, continent, language, and we would all be talking about the same thing when it comes to math. In fact, we can go back through history and think about what people like Euclid and those people talked about from the Greek culture 2,000 years ago, and it's the same thing. It's timeless. Uh, I was talking to a friend, and they said, if, if an alien came to Earth, the only way we'd be able to communicate is with math. And so I love intersecting us through math, but then today we're talking about music and the chimes, and the pentatonic chimes is a universal sound that is considered beautiful for all people across cultures, across time. And so what is it that allows us to hear this thing? This is kind of like Brian's thing. I'm, I'm really looking forward to what Brian's going to do to help us think about this universal beauty that is out there in sound that we get from five, five simple pentatonic chimes. And it does segue so well as you were talking. I, in my mind, when we started this podcast, I'd kind of thought of one particular movie as kind of a good segue because it's got science and, and uh, math in it and the really purpose and meaning. But then another one, you know, kind of came to mind too. But I think we'll at least do the one. The one I was thinking of is, is a movie called Contact. Jodie Foster was in it. It's, I don't know how many years ago that was, but the whole idea was that it was the SETI. She was, she was on, she was a scientist with uh, SETI, which is Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, uh, which I do think exists, but it's, you know, they get these big radio, radio scopes that are trying to get data and find patterns. Well, in this movie, you know, to, to make it kind of, and have you seen the movie, Dave? I don't know if you've I have seen not. It. No, I, although I've kind of heard about it a little yeah. bit, but very little. Matthew McConaughey was in it too. He was actually, ironically, a, a pastor in that, which is kind of interesting it's 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 i thought it was a well done movie but it's a whole idea and it's got her relationship with her dad who had passed away and everything so there's a lot of cool parts about it but anyway and there's a lot of experiential things and i'll let you watch the movie i don't know if it's on prime or, or netflix or whatever but i assume you can get it somehow it's probably a couple decades old but 
the point here is what they decided, and you just said that, was that they'd made contact. So there was these patterns. They're like, something, somebody's out there. Uh, we found somebody. Well, how do we talk to them? You know, we don't want to make it sound like we want to kill them and all that. You know, you want to be friendly. But what they ended up, long, somewhat long story short, they use math and equations and stuff. And so I encourage you to watch that movie. But the other one that came to mind, and it just came to I, this was one when I was growing up. And Dave, we're about the same age, so you might remember this. And I, I'm going to try to do this, and it might not be very good. But it was, do, 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 do. I don't know if anybody remembers that. But that was Close Encounters of the Third Guy. And yep. when they had got, when they had that, they were trying, the spaceship came down. They were trying to communicate. And it was eventually those notes. And then uh, they came back, you know, wow. I think Richard Dreyfus and some of but that's another one that that's an old one. That's even older than contact by quite a bit. But again, here we have, you know, obviously it's just a movie, but I'm sure they had scientists and mathematicians and, and magicians and everything, you know, kind of as consultants. And that's what they came up with, you know, as a, it's fictional, but it makes sense that this has already kind of been thought of that the universal language is math. And uh, you don't have to comment on this if, if you, nothing comes to mind, Dave, but I, if you do think about, are those different? You know, is it completely different? Well, you got math over here and you got music over here. Are all those related? Well, you know, obviously math is underlying music, but I've got this question. I just got to ask you, Brian, before I answer your question, because it, it's just on the front of my mind and it's not going away. Did you think about those movies uh, before we started this podcast, or did you just like happen to think about them when I talked about aliens? Yeah, actually, you had brought that up a, a podcast or two ago, so that's when the the contact movie came. And, ah, I, I, and, okay. that's what I, and so that one, but it was just really when you were talking right now <laughs> about, about the music and the math. I'm like. I knew one or two things happened. Either I got incredibly lucky by using an analogy that you were ready to talk about, or you're like lightning fast, and I talk about aliens, and all of a sudden, you all of a sudden see the connection and have two movies in mind. So it looks like it was the latter and not the former. But anyway, I was very curious as to where your brain was at on that. So now well, back to... <laughs> it was it was right there. I, I think that's the thing. And, and and this is a complete tangent, you know, and we're trying to keep most of our podcasts. If you're if you're a follower, if you're just coming on the first time, we try to keep around a half hour if we can. So uh, we certainly can go off and, and, and talk about things. And hopefully are, they're important to you, too. But just the idea of movies. I mean, we might want to think about doing it just the way because that it's art. It's a, it's the art of the day. You know, a lot, not that paintings and music aren't there, but it's just that way it, it captures culture and what people are thinking. And so we see that a lot of things. I know when my kids were growing up right now, there's a couple other movies, you know, that, that we just have these lines from the movie that we know. But if you're outsider, you're thinking we're nuts, maybe for other reasons, but for that reason too. You know, well, you know, one of them's The Princess Bride and one of them's Three Amigos. And you can watch those if you want. They're both kind of cute movies. I guess my whole point there is the language. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you can say a phrase like if I ask you, you know, I don't know if anybody has anything. If they're in your car, you're listening and you have a number of something. Like, say you have a number of quarters in your car. You know, I could ask you, do you have a plethora of quarters? Now, you know, plethora is a word that you may or may. I, the only reason I know that movie is from three or know that uh, word is from the, the movie Three Amigos. 
I mean, <laughs> and if you watch the movie, you're thinking pinatas and you're thinking, but if you have it, but I get it, it's back to the language. You're speaking a language that it's English, but it's got something deeper in it. And I think that's what we're talking about with math and with music. And of course, with intersecting us with life. Um, right. You know, yeah. So to answer your question, uh, is that you talk about language and math and beauty. A lot of people think math is a study of numbers that really the underlying part is numbers. And that really is not the underlying part. We get to numbers, but below numbers is math is just a language of being able to articulate patterns. And so you need to understand patterns and babies can do that from a really young age as humans. We, we recognize and respond to patterns almost right out of the womb, even though we have no idea what the number one or two is, but they've done some really interesting studies and babies can recognize patterns. And so we're talking about aliens and whatnot. I think the universal universality of it all, if that's a word, is that there is this recognition of patterns. And, you know, we may use different words like one or two, but we all have an idea of a concept of oneness and two-ness. And so I think that's where that underlying intersection occurs is that there's patterns. And then what you and I get excited about is that not only are there patterns out there, but there's some really cool ones to think about. And there's tremendous implication of what those cool patterns mean and can mean to our lives. Well, and I think you come into uh, when you look at patterns and the way we're looking at things when it's math, whether it's formulas or, or, or equations, it's the they can become so mundane. And, and that's kind of what we're about is trying to make it less mundane, not by smoke and mirrors, but just looking at it more deeply and seeing, like you said, patterns. And But it, it really comes down to purpose and meaning, too, when you look at these things. For instance, you know, you, you go to a I, I've been to one symphony. I, I want to go to more. But there's certain music I listen to that. Why do you listen to it? Is it just I'm looking, you know, and I'm, I know you didn't say that, but, you know, are you just looking for patterns or is there's an emotional thing about it? It brings back memories. It, it allows us to think about the future. Certainly relationships go into that feelings. Those it's just there's something deeper about it. But at the core of it is there are patterns, whether it's mathematical patterns or counting patterns or all those types of things. And when we, we look at the math of things. And when we're looking at the patterns, you know, a couple podcasts ago, we talked about the universe, you know, going even deeper because we're talking about in, in, in a bigger picture and in both podcasts and the videos that are, are, are going to be coming out um, on the, the website, you know, eternity, infinity. And we did talk about the universe starting to exist. Uh, and so it's not past eternal. And that's something we we really uh, discussed a little bit about and how not not only that it's true scientifically and mathematically, but, you know, even how does it make you feel that the that it had a beginning? And then we talked about our own beginning. Brian and Dave discuss math and metaphysics, seeking meaning in numbers and the universe. Today, we want to talk a little bit about segueing from the patterns and, and the intelligence and the math and the, the language is when we have a universe that we know began, 
and, and you know this when you listen to this this may be controversial to people it may not we're not really going to try to land any planes we're just going to ask questions which is what we do here for the most part and a lot of times our answers will just be better questions but does it make sense to exclude the possibility of something starting this since it did start and uh, i guess I'll ask that. I mean, it's like, that's kind of a philosophical question, I know. But, uh, and you could just have a one word answer if you want to, but, but does it make sense to exclude that? Say, well, no, we just can't have something that started that. Any thoughts there, Dave? Well, I've always nervous when we exclude something because, and from a math perspective, if you say, I know this is not true, not possible, that could be true, but I know the burden's on me to do an awful lot of proving to arrive at that. So I prefer to usually start with what are the possibilities before I start eliminating them. Yeah, you almost sound like Sherlock Holmes there a little bit. You know, I don't know if it was him or I know he said this, but where, where it's, you know, trying to prove a universal negative is almost impossible because you... It kind of goes back to infinity. Uh, do you know you've you've tested every possible hypothesis, you know, and that's why it's always hard. So what we're trying to do, and I, I think philosophically what you try to do, we're talking about origins, uh, universal origins here, the whole universe matter. Does it make sense to exclude, you know, uh, as a presupposition, the possibility of some things starting it uh, and 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 we can go on for eternity on trying to figure out what that something is i think everybody would say no now there may be people who have, have tried all kinds of ways to see what that something is and it just came to the conclusion that it's just most likely not not something that that's true okay that's fine but for our purposes today on our podcast at least think about that because as we look at our own lives, and that's what I think you always want to kind of zero in microscopically on your own life and then get the telescope back out and, and come back into the big picture. We each person at least want to, and just because you want something doesn't make it true. You want to believe that your life matters. I think everybody wants that. In fact, you look at, uh, and I've dealt with that sometimes, and, and I don't want to get too morbid here, but, but you know, people who struggle with their life and uh, maybe to the point of thinking it's not worth continuing, usually it's because they don't see any purpose. People that have meaning and purpose in their life don't, don't, don't they may struggle, but they don't struggle with that uh, because they know that their life has meaning. Now we can, philosophically, we can create the meaning in our life which is fine. Uh, we do that in different ways. But also, should we be discovering that? And then you go back into the universe, go back to that. We talked about the singularity and, you know, that's more science than I completely understand, but I can say the terms to sound smart anyway. You've got something went, something became there and something went bang. We, I think everybody scientifically agrees with that. So, when you go back, does that, what's the purpose of that? <laughs> Why? You know, what science deals with is what? Mm -hmm. And that's a lot. Right. But what philosophy deals with is why. Right. And if you've, I encourage everyone to watch our video on the chimes. We brought two guests on there, Paul and Carolyn. And they talked about, Paul did primarily about the chimes. And 
the cool thing about it is that Paul got into, he's a music specialist. He teaches music for a living. And he talked about what the pentatonic chimes does is it brings release to tension. And he said, like, Brian, you talked about a symphony, why you go there, you want meaning. And the people that know how to engineer good music, what they'll do, what they will do is create tension and suspense through different notes. And then they will, they will release it and that you will feel the releasing of that tension. And so what I'm taking from this, from what Paul said, is that, you know, you think about the aliens. It's like there is this message given to us through the pentatonic chimes that is universal. It's understood by all cultures, according to Paul, and all time. It's, it's a rhythm that we all understand, and it's a rhythm of release. And so it's almost like the chimes are giving us this secret code of saying, it's okay. You are okay. You can relax. And to be able to hear that and know that this did not come from any human being, but it has been given to us as a gift that we have discovered and experienced is I think is pretty cool. And at least that was the what motivated me to say, hey, let's do a video about that was answering that question that you talked about, what gives us meaning, what gives us purpose, and what gives us hope. And this may be a small thing, but a small thing from a powerful voice for me has tremendous impact. Well, and again, you're seeing that there's meaning there. You're not going to tell someone, well, you can tell them, but you're not going to convince someone that, you know, if they really like classical music or they really like country music or they like hip hop or, you know, whatever. I like 80s music and soft rock and stuff and listen in some smooth jazz. You're not going to tell me, well, that doesn't have any meaning. You know, you don't feel anything when you listen to that. Yeah, I do. I mean, and you may not, and that's fine, uh, but that doesn't mean there's not meaning there. But that's what it was created for. You know, you didn't, the pentatonic chimes were created to have a particular I guess I would say soothing sound. I mean, I, I, to just be blunt, I don't know, you know, you get those, and I don't know why people give these as gifts, but they'll give these just general chimes. You get like a Hobby Lobby or something, you know, which is fine. You know, I'm not trying to get, get the chime people mad at me or anything, but, <laughs> but, but the, but the idea, you know, and they're just, they're not really, they're just kind of put together. And I'm not saying they're not created, but they're just to make some noise. And you'll hear those and they're like, Hey, they're okay. But then especially if you're trying to sleep and you hear them, you always wish somebody to take them down. Um, you're just not liking that, but the pentatonic ones, they're soothing, you know, it's it's just what, well, they created to be soothing. Uh huh. They they were, and that's kind of the way we look at it. And you'll see that in the videos when everything, it seems to me, and this is, it's just as hard to probably prove a universal positive is a universal negative. So when I use the term everything, it's a little bit, you know, with a, a little bit of conjecture there. But the idea, everything that we know in our experience and, and even in historical experience that that has been created has been, been created by for a purpose. You know, whatever you make, whether it's something that's conceptual math where you're doing formulas and and equations to be able to accomplish things. 
it's, it, it, there's a purpose to it all. And the chime, there's a purpose. You create them at different lengths because you want the purpose of suit. And so when you back this up, like we've been trying to do to the universe itself that began to exist, nobody that, that one, everybody shakes hands on. It's not, did it begin to exist? We, we know that we're fairly certain of that from science and math um, and observability. That's not in question, but how it got there and then why it's there is, is, you know, how is a very interesting question. And then why is maybe even more important. And I, cause I think those come together, you know, how and why, how do you make chimes sound the way you do? And why are you trying to make them that way? They're, they're intertwined. If you know how, usually you can figure out purpose uh, and meaning. Uh, if you don't know how, it's a little harder. And, you know, most scientists, mathematicians, and I think even philosophers, we're not going to just say, well, it was just dumb luck, you know. That might work for a few things, but they, most of the time, that you know, if that's true, what are we? why are we scientists, mathematicians, philosophers? Because it's just luck, right? Why even talk about it? Because it's just chance. You know, well, I don't think that works for everything. And so if you back it up that far, you get to the, you know, whatever, 14 billion years ago, that's what I, I entered. You know, I, I ask, we're, we're doing it now, at least entertain the possibility. And this is a, becomes a theological question also, certainly, because, you know, and we don't want to use the, you know, the God word, but obviously that would be an option, you know, and we're not talking about any particular God. We're talking about some thing at first that did this, but it doesn't, because we're talking about everything that starts physical matter. Would it not logically, if it is some, thing that starts that it can't be physical because that's illogical right right if 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 it's creating everything that is physical it has to start out being non-physical and now this is the term you get and it's it's variously defined but it's a fun term to know is the term metaphysical beyond the physical uh that's that metaphysics is the is um it's it's about reality mainly but it's about Sometimes a portion of metaphysics is about what's not physical. And so then you even have to posit, is that even, is it even real? Is, is non-physical things real? I'm going to go on the assumption and you have to do this, right? Mathematically, scientifically, you have to go on the assumption. This, this first of all, the assumption that, that it is. And then how would that work? And then if you can't find a way that it works, then maybe you can go back and say, my hypothesis is wrong. It's not. There, there is nothing non-physical. And that's a big philosophical question in science, life, uh, our culture. Uh, unfortunately, it seems to me, and hopefully, you know, in a very small way, Dave, you and I's conversations, our videos, our interaction with other people, maybe we can talk about this stuff without getting mad at each other in the first five minutes. Um, yep. Uh, and I think that's Really well said, Brian. And, you know, for me, I kind of look at it not nearly as sophisticated as you do, because this is your sweet spot. I just kind of think about is life random or not? Because if everything is random, then as you say, there really is no meaning to it. And I lose motivation to do what I do. But if I find that there's meaning there, that there's purpose, then that changes the story. And so I think that if, you know, our first three videos, we looked at the number of hours in the sunlight, that that's something we can see. And there's a pattern to it. 
and it's a beautiful pattern. And then our second video, we talked about the number E, and that is like an abstract number that's out there, not in the physical world, but has incredible properties that makes you wonder, like, who engineered this number? Where did it come from? It does not seem like a random possibility. And then in this third one, it's like chimes. How did these notes come together to make beautiful music that is so universal? Again, it just challenges the notion that everything is random and that there's no pattern or purpose. Well, and the non-randomness is we use that all the time. And, you know, and, and I understand it, it, we do. It can't, it can't work. You can't have GPSs and satellites and, you know, pretty much anything if you just, well, we're just going to randomly throw things up there and hope. Well, obviously, that's what math and science does and even philosophy to some extent and even theology, you know, patterns and, and repeatable ordered, you know, was it, I think it was Einstein. I might be quoting this a little bit wrong. I think it's right. The, the, you know, the most, most unbelievable thing about the universe is it's understandable, you know, and it has order. And, it, and that was something that he thought was beautiful, you know, in that set. Because when you go back to the beginning of, of, of physical time, I'll use that word, you know, the 14 billion years that we were pretty sure because we can extrapolate back in a number of ways. If you, if you go back to that, how much difference does it make whether that was just, just by chance or just, you know, came out of nothing or however we want to put that. And I'm not going to be pejorative against that. I mean, people have the reasons for that. That's fine. If, but whether it's compelling to someone or not, if you go back, does it make a difference whether this was something that was just kind of uh, a force, uh, you know, back to another movie <laughs> or was it more of a, a, a person or a, a being that had that made a choice to do it? Uh, you know, I think if you answer, if you ask that question, let me ask it a little bit more succinctly. Does it make a difference if there was a person with purpose, meaning and choices created the universe or not? And I think you, everybody would have to say, well, yeah, it makes a difference. <laughs> you know, I mean, whether or not it makes a difference. Now, whether we'll ever be able to find out that, you know, people say we might not, but, but part of the, you know, back to kind of Socrates, the un unexamined life is not worth living. That's a pretty important question, I think, to get your mind around. Even if you don't come to the conclusions shortly, boy, if we could figure that out, things would be, that things could be different. Um, mm -hmm. And I, if anybody says, I don't care, I don't think they're honest. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess that's a little pejorative, but really you don't care. And I might not care right now if I'm trying to do something else. But if you really step back and where, where does that hit? And we've talked about that. It hits when part of our world gets rocked for whatever reason, whether it's a, you know, a, a, a world event that shocks us uh, or a personal event that shocks us. And unfortunately, for the most part, this is usually negative things. Um, we usually don't think about our existence so much when we just won the lottery and, you know, or we just passed our actuarial exam or, that girl says she likes me or whatever it is. Uh, we don't, you know, do that. It's when someone we love gets sick. When a place we see as secure, something evil happens. That's when we start thinking about meaning, purpose, and value. And it does make a difference whether or not 
this got started by someone or nothing. It makes a difference, right? And our hope here at Intersecting Us is to talk about these things in ways that's respectful to each other. And we're certainly trying to find, I don't think there's any ultimate answer, but we're trying to get better questions and, and not just keep asking questions because that drives people nuts. It's like a three-year-old, right? <laughs> <laughs> why are you driving the car? Uh, because I, well, why, why, and they say, why, why, why? It's just like they never are satisfied. You know, well, you got to get satisfied eventually, at least in some respects. So, and, and tying this into, you know, the math side of things, it's really not that hard because the reason we know that we had a beginning universally is because of science, which obviously uses math or it wouldn't work and logic. Which gets us into a whole lot of metaphysical questions that we're not going to take time for today. Um, but we will, I will, I like doing this and I don't know if it's good or bad, but I like throwing these questions out, whether, and they're just, they're somewhat rhetorical, but you think about those things. Does it make a difference? We always had that about whether someone created uh, the universe for purpose. Does it make a difference whether you in your own life have to create your own meaning or you there is meaning out there already that you can discover like math has in its discoverability how does that make a difference in my everyday life i think it makes all the difference in the world and then if you know if creation is done for a purpose if you can figure a little bit about of that out then you start going down the primrose path of meaning bringing beauty and joy and contentment and I don't know anybody that doesn't want that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've gone through different periods of my life where I am, uh, I guess, extremely focused on the, that my life is purposeful. And that's the time when I feel most alive. And that doesn't necessarily mean things are going easy or things are going well. It's just that I really sense the purpose for what I'm doing, that there is a purpose and I'm clear on it. The part that I struggle mostly with is not the difficult times, but it's the times when I struggle with purpose. And so if you're a person that can relate to that and maybe you want to grow in your purpose for living and you see that that maybe is a muscle that needs to be stretched, well, that's the muscle we're going to be working on. One of the muscles that we're working on here that just happens to come out through math. And I think you just keep getting deeper and deeper. I, I said that I maybe in the first podcast, you're never going to exhaust your mind's ability to get into these relation well, with these people, relationships with people. But just the way we keep going, that's the way it looks like we're designed. It's just, it's just inexhaustible back to the eternity. You're just never going to exhaust this stuff. So you keep trying to get more meaning. And boy, just thinking about maybe there's stuff out there that already has meaning. We just have to discover it to get the joy that that that's a pretty cool thing to think about. Now, uh, just to kind of sum up here, we'll continue with the chimes. We've got, we do have videos out there on intersectingus.com. And also at that website, you can uh, sign up for on discord and you can ask questions and we'll, we'll interact with you that way. We'd like to get some feedback from the podcast and certainly from some of the questions we asked, but maybe I'll just leave you with this uh, for our podcast today is, you know, when you think about your own life, uh, whether you're a math person or not, where your purpose is and what what makes you content and what gives you joy, I think we all agree is something that we want to do. Find ways to do that. And, and we're hoping that maybe our podcast videos and website are a way to at least give you a little bit of that. 
and think about things a little bit deeper because having joy in life with the people we're around and the things we can do is probably the most important thing that we can have in life. And if intersecting us as an organization can help you a little bit with that, then we have uh, reached one of our purposes, I guess, <laughs> of trying to do that. So this is Dave and Brian. We, um, thanks for listening. And we're, we look forward to having some more deep questions about math and life and how they intersect. the Intersecting Us podcast. To further engage with Intersecting Us, go to intersectingus.com.